So who is your baller? This is tough. You know I had to go with the Cleveland Browns Yeah. on this after the Browns' best victory that I can remember. Welcome to the Married to Football podcast, the super fan take football today. We have wild card weekend baller edition. Isn't that exciting? You guys want to know who my baller is? It's Who's of, your baller? I uh, would love to know. It's one of Eric's favorite teams, his favorite non-Browns team. It is Stefan Diggs of the Buffalo oh, Bills. Yeah. Six receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown. He just keeps performing to another level every game. And, you know, I'm really happy for him because I think a lot of people – when he went to the Bills, questioned that. I think a lot of people were like, oh, ha, ha, he's going to the Bills. Like, yeah, what are you going to do there? And he has made everyone question that. You know, he's looking better than he ever did. He looks better than he did at the Vikings. And him and Josh Allen obviously have an amazing chemistry. I can't wait to see what he does in the future at the Bills. You know, he's still young. He's probably going to be there for a while. So I'm happy for him. So, Eric? Anything to say about your beloved Bills? You know, I thought that they would handle Indianapolis uh, a little more soundly than they did. That was a little too close to comfort. Yeah, it was. Um, it came came right down to the end. But, uh, hey, they won. Um, my pick was correct. Uh, I thought they'd run Indy, Indy out of the building, uh, but they hung in there. Philip Rivers played an okay game. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, Stephon Diggs has really made Josh Allen look even better than he is. And, I forget what they actually gave up for him in the trade, but uh, it made they they look like geniuses for bringing him in. That's taking their offense to another level, um, and he's kind of solidified himself, in my opinion, as the best receiver in the AFC that I could think of. Yeah. I, I don't know about especially with DeAndre being in Arizona now. Um, I, I can't think of a better receiver in the AFC other than Stephon uh, Diggs. Yeah, definitely. So who is your baller? This is tough. You know I had to go with the Cleveland Browns yeah. on this after the Browns' best victory that I can remember. And I didn't go with the obvious. I went with Jarvis Landry. Now, he didn't have really eye-popping stats. He had five receptions for 92 yards. And he had some really big catches in that game. Yeah, I feel like that touchdown... That that first touchdown um, that he scored, I believe that's the one that put them up twenty-one to nothing. Yeah, uh, I felt like that really made the Browns believe, and I think Jarvis has changed the culture in that building since he got there. He was the first step, the first move that the Browns made to get them to where they are now was making a trade for Jarvis Landry. He's been he's led by example. He's had a voice. Uh, he hasn't done anything stupid off the field. He has just been one of the, I don't know how to say it, not a founding father, but he has been uh, one of the main building blocks for the Browns. I feel like that needed to be recognized. And his five receptions for 90 yards and a touchdown uh, helped their cause, made some big catches, and uh, yeah, he's my baller. He's your baller. Okay. 
Dale, who is your baller? Well, first, I want to say that that's well well said and well recognized by Eric. Um, that Jarvis Landry is such a crucial part of that of that team, that turnaround, that locker room, that culture, whatever it is, you name it. I mean, that offense. Um, yeah. When he's when he's catching passes, he's doing a little bit of everything. He's getting your downfield. Uh, you know, he's get, he's catching passes downfield. He's catching passes over the middle. He's moving the chains. He's he's coming up with catches in uh, important situations. He does he does whatever is needed, uh, and he does it really well. Um, and he he's absolutely been essential to everything that the Browns have have been doing the last several years as they've turned themselves around. So, you know, the Browns weren't, weren't necessarily, you know, favored or expected to win that game. Uh, but I don't think it was that it, as big of a shock um, as the, uh, the game that my baller played in. Uh, I, I decided to pick a guy from uh, a team that managed to pull off an upset that I don't think very many people saw coming. Uh, and that's Cam Akers from the Rams. Uh, 28 carries, 131 yards, and a touchdown uh, in the first career playoff game for a rookie running back out of Florida State. Yeah. Uh, as they were able to knock off um, the Seahawks in, in a game where they, you know, they didn't pull it out at the very end or anything either. They they were uh, maybe not fully in control, but they were every bit as good as the Seahawks uh, throughout that game and earned that win, and he was a big part of it. Yeah, it definitely was a big part. Yeah, he he played really good, and he stepped up when he knew his quarterback that was not healthy because Jared Goff wasn't even supposed to play. And then obviously, um, the backup got hurt. I can't think of his name. What's his name? The backup, Wolford. Wolford. We'll say Jared Goff's backup for sure. Jared Goff's backup got hurt, and obviously Jared Goff had to go in because you know he had to, somebody had to play and. Obviously, it wasn't 100%. So having your running back step up like that is huge, especially in a playoff game. So mm-hmm. it was it was really um, – I, I was kind of happy the Rams won, actually. You could tell they wanted it more, too. Um. All right. Yeah, that's the most That's the most I really watched Cam Akers yeah. play. Um, and I was kind of surprised at how good he looked. I – Obviously, they had to lean on him more because given their uh, health of their quarterback. But uh, that was my biggest takeaway from the watching some of that game was uh, how how well he looked and uh, how the future is kind of bright there for him. I mean, I know they're going to have to figure out some things with their salary cap and all that, but uh, they definitely have the running back position solidified. Uh, they did a good job moving on from uh, Todd Gurley. Yeah, but Todd Gurley did have a decent year at the Falcons. Yeah. Decent. You know, let's move on to the busts. Guys, this one pains me. It pains me. Is Russell Wilson. He just did not have a good game. Like, I really was surprised. I thought Russell Wilson playoffs home in Seattle. Like, this was like a no-brainer. I thought Seattle was going to win this game. And... You know, he was only 11 of 27. He had 174 yards. He did have two touchdowns, um, one interception. I just, I don't know. The last half of the season, I feel like he's looked flat. Like something's, the first half of the season, you know, we were talking about it. He was for sure maybe an MVP. Like he was playing so crazy good. And then 
don't know what happened. Something something did not work the last couple games of the year, and I was kind of. You, you wonder if he's got like a nagging injury or something that that they haven't made public or anything. Cause... Yeah, I don't know. It was just it was odd. It was definitely not not the Russell Wilson we saw at the beginning of the year. You know, like mm-hmm. so. It just felt like he couldn't connect with anybody. Like eleven of twenty-seven. I mean, that that's not good. And I'm not saying it was just his fault only. I know sometimes a few of the receivers weren't open, and you know they weren't really. You know, we had um, Jalen Ramsey on DK Metcalf, and you know we had that whole thing you know happening on the sidelines. I don't know if you guys saw that during the game, but DK Metcalf wasn't too happy at one point during the game. Um, definitely disappointed for. Seattle. I don't think it's Russell Wilson's total fault. I think he's still an amazing quarterback. It just, like you said, Dale, I do wonder if something, something it, is going it, on. Yeah, it just seems like there's something that we don't know that might be affecting them somehow. Yeah. So, yeah. Eric, who's yours? Who's your best? Oh, uh, well, I had a few good candidates. Like, I, sorry, Shannon, I couldn't resist. The Steelers defense. Yeah. Is my bust of the week. All right. No sacks, no turnovers. Uh, they gave up 41 points. Not, you know, bear in mind the Browns had a defensive touchdown. 41 points given up by the Steelers, five touchdowns and two field goals. Uh, the Browns ran all, ran and passed all over them. Steelers had no, no heart. It looked like TJ Watt and a bunch of nameless gray faces. Oh man, they look flat, much like their offense. And uh, you know, it you gotta get you gotta get pressure on on Baker Mayfield when you're playing with uh, essentially your eighth and ninth string or your eighth and ninth offensive linemen are in your starting rotation because you're missing Joel Batonio, um, Chris Hubbard, Nick Harris, I believe. Um, a bunch of backups, a starter and a bunch of backups that was mm-hmm. just playing guard. Uh, you're, we're, we're talking about um, fourth, fifth string guards at this point playing for the Browns, and uh, you know the the Steelers couldn't get any pressure on Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, they looked asleep. They looked like very, they were sleeping. Very, very surprising. So Steelers defense, y'all are busted. They were busted. They looked asleep. Dale, give me. Your bust. Well, I um, I fully expected one of you to uh, to pick who I had for my bust, uh, so I'm a little surprised. Um, but uh, I went with Derrick Henry. Mm, yeah, I wanted to, uh, but I couldn't do it. I mean, we he was on we, my uh, he was on my list, but I had to trash the Steelers. Okay. Um, well, I mean, you know, we we've we've given him a lot of credit this year, and well deserved. Uh, and I think, uh, I don't remember exactly, but I, I feel like, uh, Eric and I were pretty confident that Baltimore would win that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, my recollection is that, uh, Shannon had, uh, more trouble with that pick. I um, did. I thought it'd be a lot closer and it was still close. Yeah. But I, I will say, and I, I can't speak for Eric, but I did not expect, uh, I did not expect them to completely neutralize Henry to no. the point that he had eight, 18 carries for only 40 yards. No. I thought that they would, they would beat the Titans, but that he would get his yard. Mm-hmm. So um, for a guy that, you know, tops 2000 yards on the season 
and had so many excellent performances. It was a real disappointment to, uh, you know, to see the playoffs roll around and him kind of just shrink in the moment. Uh, wow. So that was disappointing. Uh, my, my honorable mention for bust was the entire Steelers organization led by James Conner. Aw, James Conner. It wasn't his fault they lost. No, but he was still bad. Well, I feel like they got away from the run. I feel like they should have still tried. I just sort of view him as kind of the eternal bust. Aw, poor James Conner. Yeah, but back to Derrick Henry. I actually, did I not tell you, though? I told Adam this. So, Derrick Henry last week had, what was it again? Correct me if I'm wrong, but 250 yards last week in two touchdowns? (laughs) Uh, I think just about, yeah. Um, so last week he has a huge performance and then this week nothing. And I, I knew it. I, I, I even said, I'm like, I wish he would have had that big game. He's going to have a bad game next week. And Adam's like, why? I'm like, that's just Derrick Henry. He, he was like that for a long time at the beginning of the year. He has these up and down games, has a huge game, has a little game, has a huge game, has a little game. And I don't know what it is, but it, it happened again. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, I do think the they stopped using him as much. I understand they were stopping him a lot, but I do think Tennessee made a mistake in like getting away from the run too. They did that as well. Like there was one point in the game. I don't know if you guys saw this. There was one point in the game. I don't remember if it was like third down. I want to say it was a third or second down. And they had in some guy I've never heard of at running back instead of Derrick Henry. I mean, he's got to get rest at some point. Yeah, but Um, I feel like... It was early in the game. It wasn't like he wasn't being used a lot, you know? I don't know. I just felt like sometimes their their play calling wasn't wasn't the smartest. But I, it was a close game. It was closer than I, th- I I thought the Titans were going to end up winning. You know, like I told you guys, I really thought the Titans were going to come out with a win. But I thought it would be close. But the Ravens, you could tell they wanted it more. Came down to who wants it more. Derrick Henry didn't show up in a big game. Ryan Tannehill didn't play that great. Just, you know, that's the playoffs for you. Shows who wants it more. Um, I was kind of bummed, though, because I like Derrick Henry. He's so poised. After the game, he looked he looked defeated. Well, he'll, he'll get more chances. Yeah, um, hopefully, for his sake, he can perform a bit better. Um, and his team can perform a bit better. Yeah, he's st- he's still my king of the year, even though he lost in the playoffs. I'll still I'll still give him my my king award. Um, all right, so moving on to our honorables. My honorable is Taylor Heineke. I want to make sure I said it right because his last name's hilarious. Heineke. Oh, Heineken. Heineken? Heineken? You you, you took you took my uh, you took my honorable mention. Well, he deserves it. <laughs> I yeah. was so impressed with him. He was twenty six of forty four. He had three hundred and six yards, a touchdown. He did have an interception. Um, he also added an eight yard rushing touchdown. And honestly, I was so impressed watching him. I mean, nobody gave Washington a chance. Like people were like laughing, and like you know, I wanted them to win just because of my hatred for tom brady um but i thought he he was making tom brady sweat on the sidelines if you guys watch tom brady was getting he was getting a little irritated i think tom brady thought that he was gonna walk into this game win by a lot and not be hard and 
Heineke played really good. I think that they they should keep him in Washington. I think he should, you know, they should invest in him and see where that he can do. Because, you know what, he 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 showed that he could rise up to the challenge. You know, hopefully they they keep him, stick around. I I don't know what I think about him in the future or anything, but uh, he definitely deserves a lot of credit. I mean, you know, he led the team in passing and rushing, and you know, an overmatched. Washington football team against Tampa Bay and it was a closer game than I think any of us thought it would be so he, he deserves some kudos yeah I I wanted I was cheering him on like they, they were my team I was like yes yes I just wanted Tom Brady to fall but of course they won even though your your boy Antonio Brown was on the Buccaneers yes no I'm just not rooting for the Buccaneers <laughs> no Buccaneers All right. um wow. Yeah, the Buccaneers are the team I will least root for going forward. Um, but yeah, I'm, I thought the Washington football team put in a valiant effort. I was happy. So wait, so you're telling me that if the Super Bowl is Bucks Ravens, you're going to be rooting for the purple? Yes. Wow. No, what? No, Tom Brady. Wow. Give me Lamar Jackson. Give me Lamar Jackson. What does Tom Brady do to you? I just don't like him. You guys, you know, it's like I have nothing to say negative about him. Like, I think he's very, I don't know, is the word collegiate? Is that the word I'm thinking? Collegiate? Maybe not. But is he, he's very established. I, I agree. Tom Brady. Tom Brady's established. He has, you know, six Super Bowls. He's amazing. Blah, blah, blah. I just, it's time to go. It's okay. You, you, don't, have, you don't have to have a thought out rational reason. I mean, it's just time I to can go. say I hate him because he went to Michigan, so fuck him. Yeah, exactly. See, everyone <laughs> has their thing. I just, I don't know. I'm just, you know what it is. It's just time to go. Time to go. Time to hang it up. Time to go. Um, all right. So, Eric, give me your honorable. I have to, I have to do it. Um, what is it? Baker Mayfield. Oh, oh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, first round playoff victory since 1994. First road playoff victory since 1969. Wow. I believe. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, the Browns have a chance to win two playoff games in a row for the first time, I believe, uh, since 1968. Wow. Or 69. Because these other, all those years you they mean, went to the You AFC mean two road, road playoff games in a row? Uh, maybe it's two road playoff games in a row. I thought it was just two games in a row because those games when what? they went to the AFC Championship game, they, uh, they had five. Okay. So they had first round buys in those those years. So they uh they they won their divisional round and lost the championship game. But anyway, I digress. Uh, Baker Mayfield, twenty one of thirty four for two hundred sixty three yards and three touchdowns. But that's not the important stat. It's two important stats. Number one, they won the freaking game. Number two, no turnovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Baker Mayfield has only thrown one interception since Odell Beckham Jr. got hurt. And uh, and he had a few fumbles there in that Jets game. But it was paramount that Baker Mayfield take care of the football to be able to win this game in Pittsburgh. Now, he got some luck with some bad bounces and some turnovers on the Steelers side of things. 
but the Steelers charged back and started to make a game out of it. And you know, if Baker throws an untimely interception, uh, he throws an untimely pick, and who knows if we come out of that game. He didn't turn it over, though. He led the team to victory. And, um, wow, it really is something. Uh, a few years ago, he was getting the victory fridges opened up, and now he's uh, winning playoff games. Yeah. That's pretty honorable to me. Pretty honorable. And he's the, if, if, I, if I remember this right, he's the oldest quarterback remaining in the playoffs in the AFC. He's an old man. Yeah. Not not as old as the, the ancient quarterbacks in the NFC, though. But Yeah, the NFC's got definitely the oldest quarterback. <laughs> definitely. Um, all right, Dale, give me your honorable. Well, I think just like a quick peek behind the curtain, I think I, I always list four um, on, as far as the ballers. That way I have... I have plenty of options for my baller and my honorable mention, depending on what you guys pick. And this is, I think, the first time ever that I've gone last where I haven't been down to just one option left. So, so just random, fun, probably useless fact. But since that's the case, um, and I, I was really surprised that at least one of them didn't get mentioned, I'll just give you a quick twofer, uh, and I'll say Josh Allen. 26 of 35, 324 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. And DK Metcalf, five catches, 96 yards and two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, both, both worthy of being wild card ballers. Definitely. I was happy for Josh Allen. Like I said, I'm, I'm conducting the Josh Allen hype train now. Eric, <laughs> you got me on board. Eric's love for, you know, the Bills, other than the Browns, got me on board at the mm-hmm. Josh Allen. You're you're conducting and Eric shoveling coal into the engine. Yes, that's exactly it. I, no, I'm hanging off the caboose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm happy for the Bills because the Bills, like, I feel like are like the Browns. Because when was the last time the Bills won a playoff game? It was similar, wasn't it? Like in the nineties, ninety-five or something. Yeah, that's that's a long time. You know, you got to be happy for these teams that you know it's been years and years since their team have won a playoff game so you know it's, it's exciting to see it's exciting to see also different teams in the playoffs you know not the patriots well here's you know another fun fact uh after so the two longest playoff droughts uh going into this uh season were cleveland and tampa bay and both of them snapped that and made it into the playoffs. So now the longest uh, postseason drought belongs to the Jets at only 10 years. Mm. Um, and then even after that, the next longest, there's, uh, I think, three or four teams that are tied at five years. So it's um, it's as much parity as, uh, as there's been probably in a while and exactly what the NFL wants. Uh, ideally, you know, you're getting a good turnover of these teams into the playoffs and, and that no team would be uh, missing the playoffs for too many years at a time. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening to the married to football podcast. Don't forget to rate our show and don't forget to hit subscribe on Apple podcast or Spotify. And you can check us out at MTFB podcast on Twitter. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everyone. Cheers.